Hey, this is It's All Downhill, and I'm Christy Brandon. Today I'm talking to Howie Echohawk. They are based out of Seattle, and they do all kinds of cool shit, as you're gonna find out soon. I know them from their stand-up comedy, but you should also listen to their music, and if you're in the Seattle area, go to the shows they produce with Indigenized Productions. They've also started a pandemic-themed talk show, which has been really entertaining. Uh, follow them on Instagram, at Howie Echohawk, so you can get all kinds of updates on that, and I'm gonna put some links into the show notes so that you can find all these things. Uh, it's time for the interview. Enjoy. I'm about to start an OnlyFans, but just post TikTok content. Gross. That's what I'm going to do. I hate that. I hate yeah, that so well, I'm sorry about TikTok. <laughs> I hate that. Um, I feel like TikTok is actually good, and I'm just being mad about it. Should now. I, okay, alternate, alternative, uh, start a TikTok, but just post OnlyFans content. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that's it. I think you've struck that's what gold. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what to do. Okay, got it, got it. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, I guess uh, the podcast has started. I'm Ooh. still figuring out how to interview people, to be honest with you. Tight, but tight, uh, uh, tell me about like, well, like, so mostly I think of you as a comedian, even though you sometimes are reluctant to like admit that, uh, but you're very funny. But like, is that kind of the thing that you're doing now and what was the point when you were like fuck it I guess I'll do this yeah I mean um comedy uh, and uh, nobody's doing comedy right now <laughs> right well right uh, now now that's yeah true. right now now we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're uh, not allowed <laughs> and people are trying and somebody asked me to be on a zoom like comedy show and I was like absolutely not that's my I would be I in particular feel like I would be horrible but good um, for you uh, <laughs> to yeah. say no thank you but I but I say that and I've started like a, a once a week talk show live streaming talk show so that's right I'm some, which is I'm better smart I'm like Oprah I'm like Oprah <laughs> um uh but uh yeah uh I guess I don't know I don't like calling myself a comedian uh I what do you, I, I, what's the snootiest version of what I could possibly call you? Like a performance artist? <laughs> that, somebody did call me that one time and I was actually legitimately upset. <laughs> <laughs> my, I think my problem is, is that I don't like anything. <laughs> I don't like labels and so, professional I don't know. Professional hater. I, I do, I, yeah, I am a professional hater. That actually is a title. I, uh, I've always wanted to go to the player haters ball from, from a Chappelle show. No, um. <laughs> I get, yeah, I do comedy. I'm probably, I'm most well known for comedy uh, in, in, for most people, but like I've, I, I just like doing things. Like I just like doing, so I produce a lot of shows in Seattle uh, and with this thing in dig called Indigenized Productions, which I don't know if you ever made it out to one of those. Um, I, I went to one when you guys did it in Blue Moon. Oh, the comedy show? Mm-hmm. Which was pretty rad too, but yeah. uh, we we put on like um, like variety shows that are almost like plays, kind of sometimes, uh, and those are super cool. And then like I don't know, I love me. I've been a musician most of my life. Like I started playing the drums when I was like seven years old or something like that. Yeah. And so I've been, so that's I'm twenty nine. I'm gonna be thirty, and so you know it's a long time. Yeah. Uh, twenty three years of that, and I play a bunch of other instruments and. And I don't know. I like performing, and I hate attention. Um, which <laughs> I, <laughs> and and but I in comedy, like I don't. I'm not famous or anything like that. But I have gotten shit 
published about me and that has helped me do my other things because like it lends credence for some mm -hmm. reason um so yeah i don't know that's true like everyone i feel like everyone started loving childish gambino after yeah uh donald glover was in community I'll, I'll take that uh, comparison, number one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number two, no, but truly, like, I mean, there are not a lot of people like Donald Glover uh, who can do everything that he can do. Like that, well, true. With the measure of success, for sure. But no, definitely, I think that, like, I, th I remember watching an interview with him and he was said something to the effect of like, uh, like that he used to do, he used to do shows where it would actually be, the first half would be him doing comedy and the second half would be Childish Gambino. And mm -hmm. people would leave after the comedy because they, because <laughs> they didn't, they're like, Childish Gambino, who the fuck is that? And, you know, now he's like, that quickly overtook his, like, community. Now and that's all this kind stuff. of what he is, yeah. And then he, like, just shed that away. So in many ways, I think I, I begrudge, not begrudge, but, like, that is, like, a, if I was ever going to do it, that's what I would, like, I just like that he just is going to do whatever he wants. He's going to make a TV show. He's going to write. He's going to do comedy. Yeah. And he's just going to do it. I don't think that, uh, that level of fame will ever uh, find its way towards me. And I don't know if I'd want it, uh, but I do just want to be able to do whatever I like and, yeah. and do fun and do fun things. So comedy is one of those. I feel like a lot of people think like, well, I, maybe this is me. I think I'm projecting first of all, but I feel I like it. it's hard to, to do more than one thing. Cause if you start reaching out of what people think is your wheelhouse, then it's like, Wow. Okay. She got like a little bit of fame and now she thinks she can direct. Cool. For sure. Yeah. No, people suck. Uh, and, I would, <laughs> and, I, and I would be that person. Um, I, would, I'd, I would be like, Well, I get Christy. it. You're a professional hater. So <laughs> yeah, I expect nothing less from you. But I mean, like there's a level that's, that's deserved, obviously, like when people like, because there are, there are people who are just like, I'm going to direct now. And you're like, no, you're not. And, <laughs> and you're like, just stop it. But, uh, I think that there, there, you know, it makes sense for a certain portion, like, yeah. like well, how do you are, know? Like, how can you tell <laughs> that you're a person who sucks or you're like childish Gambino and you should do everything? Truly, that is my deepest fear, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that I, and then I'm garbage. And luckily I have, um, uh, I have, I'm the youngest of eight kids, um, and f my five sisters and I are very close, and uh, and we're very brutally honest with each other, which is like a very common like native th thing that you do anyway. Like, and so I every time I make something, I run it by them, and I say, "Tell me if this is trash," and <laughs> and they will. And oh, that's nice. Actually. Yeah, and so there's been times where like things I put out, like music or whatever, has been like mm, not very good, and and it's and it's and I appreciate that because I've always said like I don't want to end up like one of those people on American Idol where nobody their whole life ever told them that they weren't good at singing and by that point it was too late and it's it's sad yeah <laughs> it's like oh this is hurt this hurts it's to watch but it's good that's honestly it's, one of my worst fears too it's just like what if I'm not good at the things that I think I am yeah I mean it's it, and it's hard to be self-critical uh, but luckily for a lot some people I think uh I, I should take that back. It's it's hard to be self-critical in a way that's useful. Right. Um, it's easy it's to really be self-critical. It's really easy to be like, mm, I suck. I think I'm going yeah, to bed now. Yeah. And like my ego is this weird thing where like I hate myself, but also I think I'm the greatest. And so like. <laughs> so you are a comedian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I have developed some good like, like methods for figuring out what is good and what is not like. 
Like if I, I think if there was only a couple of people I told some of my like premises for my comedy beforehand. And I quickly realized that like, this is only going to work once I get on stage and actually do it. Mm. And like, and then, and then it did, you know? And, and, uh, and I think it just, I don't know. It's a practice. I think you just have to get, you just have to continually practice it. I don't know. I'm, I'm barely okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing our best out here. We're, we're <laughs> so, trying. We're trying. We're trying. I think I'm going to be like so rusty when I get back to actually doing it. Yeah. I, I was trying to decide like I, I, I was, because I was seeing some friends that we know, that we both know that were like posting like, I'm not sure, like I feel great not doing comedy and maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Oh really? And I was like, yeah, and I was and I was thinking like, do I feel like that? And the, and I actually don't. I can't wait to get back on stage and like be mean to an audience. Uh, <laughs> like, you're you know. so good at it. Please don't quit. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I feel that way. Like I can't wait, but I also am like afraid like, man, is this going to set me back? Like <laughs> Oh yeah, we're all going to be horrible. Um, yeah. But everybody's going to be terrible. Or we'll be I don't know. I feel like uh there, you know how like there are some people that are good because they've been performing in their head over and over again for a long time mm-hmm. like and they when they start they're just like at a different they are they start a lot better than some newer people like yeah. maybe that'll be everybody because we're just like constantly thinking about how to make content right now maybe i mean i think i i'm worried i'm not gonna be able to have like a human conversation with someone within three feet of me you know I'm just going to be like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I've had enough. Any, anybody who gets in within three feet of me right after the pandemic better be ready to fuck because because <laughs> it's yeah, happening. I'm going to need some human contact. You know how I can tell that everyone is horny is like at the minute people started saying like vitamin D is good for like staving off the um, coronavirus. I sure. started asking my friends like, are you guys taking vitamin D? And every single person, everyone is like, you mean dick? <laughs> yeah. People are, are are losing their fucking horny minds right now. And, I, and I'm fully one of them. <laughs> it's so funny. I, uh, I, I think about this. This is like an aside, I guess. But I think about this every time I talk about my comedy, that my stage persona and my comedy my stand-up comedy anyway, is not a lot like what my actual humor is like, which is like, I'm pretty silly. <laughs> and like, and whereas my stand-up is very intense <laughs> and like, and very angry and very real. <laughs> and, and I just, and I, and I think about constantly, like, I wonder if I'm ever going to like, I'd be able to do silly shit, which. <laughs> yeah, you'll just get real silly. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But oh, this oh, that reminds me because I so I'm sorry I talk like in circles sometimes. But uh, this reminded me though, like about the childish Gambino thing. He uses different names, which is actually something that I do. Uh, which I I don't I'm sure that people before him had also did this. But like I like I use different names for all of my different stuff. Like with the Indigenized Productions thing, my name the name Howie Ackerlock is not attached to it anywhere usually, oh. unless it's the comedy stuff. Stand-up comedy is kind of the only time I actually even use Howie Ackerlock because it's my English name, and then I have uh, my Pawnee name, which I've just been using mostly in my regular life, and then and then like, at, and then so like for music, I have different names for different projects that I have and stuff like that. Like, mm. I, and I think that enables me to be to do stuff with a little bit of an- anonymity. Yeah, that's nice. Especially because so then if it sucks, no one's like, hmm, I remember, yeah. when, <laughs> remember when this comedian tried to do yes. music and it was terrible. It's just like, yeah. 
that random project name like that was bad yeah because like I, I don't know if you know this but billy bob thornton the actor uh it, he's kind of he stopped doing movies for the most part and he's like playing music and he had an interview where like the interviewer was like being really nice and the interviewer said basically to him like you know so like when did you do you see yourself as more of like a uh, musician or like an actor or blah 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 and billy bob just gets pissed and like starts going i don't know what you're talking about and he says that like four or five times and then he's just what it comes out and then like when they finally like get it out of him he's like i don't want to talk about being an actor i'm here for my music and they're like billy bob you were a famous actor for most of your life i can't not ask you about that <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't not ask why you're doing music now yeah like i and like i mean maybe you all it takes is for you to say i've always been a musician and now i'm trying to focus on that yeah <laughs> like you know, that's all you have to say you don't have to be like what how fucking what? dare you it's the most actory thing i've ever heard it is way. though that's the other thing <laughs> is it's like very much like oh you're an actor oh okay <laughs> so asshole. you answered the question for me <laughs> in a way exactly in your own way uh <laughs> i have like four different beverages going on right now i have water i have different boozes i love it i always feel conflicted about drinking stuff during a podcast because when you're talking a lot you have to be drinking things yeah but no you're when you're on tired. video then it's weird to be like <laughs> <laughs> again only fans content <laughs> <laughs> just save it for the tiktok okay <laughs> um okay well what so like were you just always like i'm just always gonna just do random performing things or was there no. a moment when you were just like this is it yeah i mean i kind matters. of like <laughs> yeah i mean i've had many of those moments um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but it, i like when i was growing up i grew up super super christian and um in, like, in yeah exactly uh very conservative like evangelical christian in, in the middle of nowhere in alaska wow. did you believe it or were you just supposed to believe it um i think i was i don't know if i believed it in so much i was terrified of going to hell Mm, yeah um which i think there's like a distinction there you know that's I think true that, uh believing in something and being horrified of something else or two or all right they're both real but you know so <laughs> and, and and that's all i ever knew right i was raised from the time i was a baby literally um and so i th growing up in that small church though uh my family so my five five siblings right five sisters rather mm -hmm. And to my two older brothers are white, and then the rest of us are uh, my dad and my my mom had, and so we're all native and white, and um, and so it was a our family, this native family, and then like this two black families that were kind of in charge of this white church in the middle of nowhere in Alaska. I don't, it's still to this day, I don't really understand it. Um, it's very progressive in an odd way. Um, <laughs> And so we were always performing, like, because that's what a lot of church is, right? Like, mm, yeah. Uh, at least in our style, like, was very like, uh, like you couldn't go up there and just have like knowledge about the Bible. Like nobody would listen to you. You have to be able to perform it, <laughs> and like you know, you have to be able to throw some theatrics into it. And um, and so, uh, you know, like I we there was lots of church plays. There was I was always playing music. Um, mm -hmm. and then like being like told to testify and all this bullshit. Like it, it's a weird, it's weird how much they focus on having children talk to adults about <laughs> shit. But 
anyway, uh, so I grew up very much in the spotlight a lot, especially because everybody viewed me as a boy and like, uh, and like, you know, it, from, it's just this weird like thing where in Christianity, I don't know if you know this, but they are, they shit on women all the time. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really weird. No way. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And so, um, uh, I was like that. And then for most of my, all the way through high school, um, and then like, I probably, I'd say probably like f- 14 years old, I kind of drifted off from that because I like, like, uh, I like internally came out to myself like as a queer person and mm-hmm. then like, and then just became very depressed. Um, <laughs> and so like, but I like played sports and stuff. And I, so I was always like in front of people doing things and, mm-hmm. um, but then uh, this is like, I feel like I have many big moments. So maybe we'll just get to like a couple of them or something. But like a big yeah. moment for me was my dad. Uh, my dad ended up divorcing my mom. Um, because, and it was a huge surprise. There, he'd been like leading a double life, which is like not uncommon, I guess. Uh, I guess in, people do that. <laughs> uh, specifically men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not uncommon, but it was a, it was very much a huge surprise for like our whole like weird little community, very cultish wow. kind of community, you know? Um, and so, uh, like that, like threw me for a loop because I'd always wanted I'd always wanted to, to be a lot like my dad and had very much modeled myself after him and then so then seeing him for kind of who he was at the time uh really like made me be like oh I'm trash I shouldn't be in front of anybody and so like I really made like a hard right turn like a not even right turn I guess a 180 and was just like I'm not gonna do any sort of leadership thing ever again wow yeah and so for me like I didn't I would like, I didn't do anything uh, that was like, put me in the front of an audience in any sort of capacity ever until I was probably like, so probably from like 19 to, to like 25 ish. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and like during that time, like I fell out of Christianity and was like, oh yeah, no, this is done. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and some, and a bunch of other things happened. And, but I like, that was a big moment for me because I didn't, I just really truly like was like, I shouldn't be in front of people because like there's something wrong with me because of this other thing. Wow. I know. Right. I really uh, take those things to heart for some reason. Wow. Uh, the self-loathing is real. And, but then, and, um, Hashtag relatable. Yes. And then, but then uh, when I, when Donald Trump got elected, right, like I'd like been making a lot of progress as a person, I would say, like I was like becoming a better person and stuff and like Mm -hmm. had started doing a lot of like basically lecturing on like Native American issues at like colleges and events and shit around Seattle and like trying to like basically build allies, right, with and and was getting really worn out with it like uh because i didn't matter how i went about it whether it was like super academic or funny or devastating or whatever it was i'd always have like some fucking dumb ass white people come up to you afterwards and like it's like they weren't even listening and so we do that oh yeah uh (laughs) it's one of your best traits Uh, (laughs) and so i i got um like when when I decided I was done doing the lecturing thing, 
is when I say I probably told like my first style, my first joke of my style was like, I told this, it was a really like very serious like lecture on like missing murdered indigenous women and stuff like that. And then this dude came up to me afterwards and he goes, uh, he said something to the effect, which I don't know if you know about like the Cherokee myth that like, there's like most white people say like, oh, my great grandmother was Cherokee. Like, oh like, yeah. So he came up to me and afterwards he said, that was a great lecture. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that my great grandmother was a Cherokee princess. And like something in me, oh, no. it, something in me broke. Like it was truly like a very intense, like people were crying and shit. Very, and, and something in me broke and I said, yeah, there was a lot of rape back then. And then I left. <laughs> and, and and like that like sparked like something in me and it was and so then I was like very like over white people and and like didn't do anything for probably like a yearish and then Donald Trump gets elected mm-hmm. and and he when he got elected in Seattle which were you here when it happened yeah I remember that it's been I can't believe it's been so long I'm truly yes. surprised that we're still here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we should be dead. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, he gets elected, and I knew he could get elected. Um, I didn't. I was hoping he wouldn't, mm-hmm. but I knew it was possible because America is horrible. And but back then, most people didn't think that was possible, especially in Seattle. Right? People were like, "Oh, people so, were so surprised." Oh, completely taken aback and shocked. Yeah. And I remember like all these motherfuckers, like I literally, so he gets elected, I'm like pissed, and, but I'm also like laughing. And, um, and then the next day I took the bus into work or it wasn't maybe not the next day, the day after, whatever it was, the first Monday, uh, must've been the next day. And so I take the bus into work and like everybody's dead silent. And I'm just like grinning, like looking at these people, like feeling their own pain <laughs> 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 for like something that like, to me, especially at the time, like all these white people, I'm like, you did this to yourself. Like, <laughs> I didn't do this. You did this. And now you're like, so, and then, and then I remember started hearing like, all these people like talking about how like, cause I went to like a couple like forums or like all these open forums and shit. And like these people were saying like, I'm just so like hurt. <laughs> I'm just so hurt that Donald Trump got elected. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so then like, I thought of my first joke, which I never ended up telling, but I was like, I really want to go into like an open mic and like get up on stage and just go like, so who'd you guys vote for? Um, <laughs> I, w- I haven't been paying attention. And just like watching people be sad. <laughs> and Watch their little hearts break. Yeah. And, mm. and, uh, and I didn't do that. I didn't perform for probably a little, uh, probably another couple months until because like I just knew that I had that edge to me and I didn't know where that belonged. Like mm-hmm. I knew that um, if it belonged anywhere. And, uh, and then, but then Cutie Pock is not a rapper uh, ended up starting shortly thereafter. Do you remember Cutie right. Pock is not a rapper? Um, I never actually went, but it was, a, it was a show in Seattle, right? Yeah, it was an open mic with geared towards queer trans people of color um, mm-hmm. and like an open mic and showcase and um and so i went there to the second one and signed up and um and then like started doing comedy there which you go. that was your <clears throat> first one mm-hmm. but i decided before that i was like i want to i was like i'm gonna do all these like you know if donald trump can get elected like uh like it just reinforces this idea that nothing really matters <laughs> and i was like i i just might as well do all these things i wanted to do so like mm-hmm. I, at the same time i started like 
got a band together and like started writing like 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 actually writing like writing stuff not my writing music but like writing fiction and yeah and shit and and yeah and and then decided to do comedy so I started doing that all at the same time and then but very quickly became much more well known for my comedy Mm -hmm. because it's uh because I'm one of few one of few (laughs) native people because of the genocide as you know and uh one of few native people doing comedy and then also my comedy is really fucking intense Mm -hmm. and and so and I think that like uh a series of kind of lucky well depends on what you view as lucky but a series of like uh so, like the right people were in the room at certain the right times where like like a reporter would like reach out to me afterwards and want to talk to me about why I'm mean to white people and like because <laughs> in Seattle you know like it's it's it, kind of weird to be mean to white people in Seattle because that's all there yeah. is in Seattle yeah and it's and it's uh there's been a lot it's starting I think it's shifting a little bit mm-hmm. um ever since the, but especially back then like it was like this idea that you had to build allyship at all costs, like really made it so people would coddle the shit out of all these white liberals mm-hmm. who knew nothing about anything and and really were like, just like getting high off their own white guilt, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like Coke fiends, like just like, yeah, punish me, but like in a gentle way. <laughs> and, and, you know, like to remind me of how my ancestors were bad, but I can I'm not bad. Achieve, I can achieve forgiveness by saying, yes, I'm racist. And then like oh, yeah, yeah. and 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 then so like I think because I was like being so brutally mean to white people without like like I like especially when I first started to like calling out audiences for like the election of Donald Trump and being like uh, it seems like you really did that to yourself. Like, <laughs> like there's, it seems like you have no one else to blame because I can tell you it wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't do it. It was. Trust me, it wasn't me. And like just being, just yeah, just just honest, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle really... is a weird, weird place for that kind of stuff. I try and explain it to people sometimes how like stratified it is socially, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like people don't believe me. <laughs> It's, it's because it looks, and in, it, it looks so much um, uh, more evolved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, <clears throat> but it, but it, but then again, it actually doesn't, because <laughs> it's so white and like, like it all seems the that way. But have you read next door? <laughs> yeah, like it's like when they when they everything they say and do outwardly is like this performance of like liberalism and then and then it, <laughs> and then but then like everywhere you go everywhere you work whatever people are just racist as shit in like their actual actions you know um and like in, in alaska like alaskan white people hate native people like they are the outwardly openly racist to native people all the time and any black people they can find which there was not a lot when i was growing up oh, no. you know and so, I mean, it's just like a very openly racist place. Uh, and, and like, so I was used to all that. And when I came here, I definitely thought that like, it was like a better place. Cause like people weren't in my face. Right. Oh yeah. Like I definitely thought it was much better. And like, this is another big moment, I guess, but I actually, I actually have a comedy set about this. That's that I don't do very often because it is so brutal, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know if you heard it, but, uh, it's, hmm. uh, 
I talk about like how I used to have a group of white friends in Seattle, like, and when I when I came here, like, I again I was trying to build allies and stuff like that, and like, and I not you know in our little town that I went to school in, we had white friends, but for the most part, I only hung out with like the other five brown people there. Um, and so like, you know, I didn't have like a lot of white friends growing up. And, um, and so when I came here, I was like, yeah, look at these nice white people, <laughs> you know, like look at these, sure. they're not going to like in Alaska, like, especially in rural areas, people fight a lot and stuff like that, just like a lot of other rural areas. And, mm-hmm. and so like, you know, you had to be careful, but here, like, you know, it, it was a big, uh, revelation to me when I, like, I realized that somebody could get in your face and like, they weren't about to fight you. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh shit. Like, you're just going to like yell at me. That's okay. <laughs> like, great. You're going to try and make fun of me. I'm better than at that than you are. So like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be meaner to you and then we can both leave and be fine. Great. And so I, uh, uh, like I had developed this group of white friends and, and like, I remember going to this party with them and I must've been like 23 at the time, 20, no, 24, 23, something like that. Uh, and I go to this party and I showed up late and they were all like drinking Rainiers. And so like I had, a, I had like my, my people of color friends and I had my white friends, right? And like they rarely did they intermingle. And so I go to this party and, and I sit down in a chair and there was a phone next to me. And like uh, the phone on the, like the armchair was like cracked beyond all belief like still to this day I've never seen a phone quite as cracked as much as that phone was like it was (laughs) like I legitimately I was like it would cut your face like (laughs) like don't touch it yeah so I picked it up and I was like whose phone is this what the fuck is this and I heard above me and to the left and the way I start this this comedy set by the way I go there I was bleeding profusely from the face and and nobody laughs usually but you know my shit so Uh, like uh I hear above me and to the left is like Howie give me my phone if you don't give me my phone I'm gonna hit you in the face and I look up and bah this dude hits me in the face like punches me when I'm sitting in this chair now I've been hit in the face lots of times like in fights and I've also trained to like mixed martial arts since I was 20 years old like I did rest like I so I've been hit in the face bunches of times like it's not a it's not great to get in the face but it wasn't like a big deal in terms I didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. I get and like so I didn't so I hits me in the face and it hits me right here where that scar is and it cuts open big time and it's bleeding because when you get hit there that's just it's just a thing that happens and so (laughs) It is <laughs> just yeah. anything that happens. It just happens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't know. Uh, and so I get hit, and I look at this dude, and it's this little white dude that I've known for. Uh, oh, this is the joke I always say: like little, both in integrity and stature, um, and uh, that I've known for like a year or so. I would call them a friend. Like we got like really high one night and like made quesadillas with potato chips in them. Like you know, we did all the classic white things. <laughs> and this dude hits me, and so I look at him. And I'm bleeding and, you know, so like five or six years before that, like if that had happened, I'd be like, okay, it's time for, we're in a fight. Time to beat the shit out of this guy. And I was there, like I'm mad. And so, but I look at him and I saw something in his eyes that he looked kind of afraid. Um, and like, he looked afraid of me. And so I looked around the room and I was realized very quickly that I was the only person of color in the whole room. I was the only native person in the whole room because of the genocide and (laughs) and like I and I was like fuck if I hit this 
dude, right now I'm going to jail tonight or I'm going to get killed. Like, cause, and I, you know, this is one of the many, again, every time I say, these are the jokes I do and then I say them, they're not funny. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> but, they're... Well, I think I have heard this as a joke and it was hilarious <laughs> at the time. <laughs> it's like, it's like, because, you know, like, because well, one of the things I know as a native person is that we're the most likely to be killed by the police, which like, so the joke is, where are they finding us? Because we're also the smallest population. <laughs> like that seems like there's a system in place. And so, and like, so this dude hits me and I'm bleeding and I look at all these literally like nine scared white people. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, and cause I'm, I'm furious. And, but I'm also like, shit, if I hit this dude, like if I, I, if that's what happens, I'm going to go to jail or something worse is going to happen. I just know it. And so I just started laughing. I just started laughing and I just look at him and I just started laughing and I was like, oh, I thought you white people didn't hit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, and then he tries to tell me, he's like, well, I'm from Sacramento. And I was like, all right, all right. Okay. Wait, it's just Sacramento. I don't know. (laughs) I don't, I I was like, okay. And then, so then I'm like teasing him. I'm and I said something like to the, uh, I said like, oh, like, does that mean I hit you? You know, you hit me, I hit you. (laughs) <laughs> like about the game we're playing and he's like and he's like oh no i'll settle for two in the stomach though i was like that's not how this game is played sir um <laughs> and so the and then the rest of the night was fairly mundane like i'm bleeding a bunch but nobody called the doctor nobody did any of this shit and so i drank a couple of beers got the fuck out of there and just stopped hanging out with those people um not even consciously just did it because i was just whatever looking back later i realized like oh like for me, it was a huge lesson in terms of like, specifically liberal white people, but white people in general, like, I'm not safe when I'm alone with them, like in a big group, like, like it's just not a safe thing for me, because if something like that happens, my, who I am as a native person supersedes friendship, any of that shit, because like, if a cop comes down knocking on the door, I'm fucked, like, that's just what's up, and, and, and it was like a huge turning point for me in terms of like, uh how i spent my time and who the like the friends that i actually cultivated and mm-hmm. um and it that was a yet another huge turning point for me all which uh led to this stunning personality <laughs> damn mm. <clears throat> that's true though it's made for good jokes though i tell you what you know what that- i i do remember that and i will vouch for it <laughs> It's a, I think that's a great set. Like, and, and, but the thing is like, I'll do it to, depending on where I do it, it is so like, sometimes people are so not into it. And, and I'm like, you've seen me, like if an audience doesn't like me, that's great. Cause I'm just going to be meaner, but like, uh, but like, but I don't, but it's not, it's not something I seek out. It is, but when it happens, I'm like, my, my persona is like into it. But like at me as Howie, the actual human being, I'm like, oh, I would prefer if it was a little bit easier. Like, <laughs> but the, the comedy persona of Howie Echohawk is like somebody who does not give any fucks. Like, like, and yeah. is very, and is very ready to, to make you deeply uncomfortable just for the sake of making themselves laugh a little bit. Do you ever uh, feel that way in real life? Uh, or does the not- like feel completely separate? Like you're only safe on stage? Yeah, I was going to say it's uh, you're not as safe in real life to do like I couldn't say some of the shit that I say on stage in, in real life. I just couldn't. Yeah. Um 
uh in certain scenarios yes um but like like no, but just most of the time you know i mean i still call people out and i still do things but sometimes i'm just like eh, i'm just gonna move on with my fucking it's not worth day. it yeah because you know like <laughs> like i remember i said one. you might have been maybe this was the show you were there for i can't remember but like like i i said on stage one time uh, uh about like what are white people even known for murder i guess like you know <laughs> like, like i like i can't say that in real life because like if something goes down i'm fucked like <laughs> it's and, uncomfortable i guess but yeah and like but on stage i can tell the i think it's funny because it's the truth right mm -hmm. like it's true because it's funny but like but like i feel like that usually it's true because it's funny because like oh yes uh everybody does think that way about that funny thing but it's not normally like oh that is really sad <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, that is that's true i mean i think it's interesting like i've had that experience but I'm allowed to say shit. So like, usually it's just like, especially with like girls that are not really like friends with me, but like, I'm supposed to be friends with them because they're like a significant other's uh, friend's girlfriend or like that kind of right. grouping. Uh, they'll just be like talking about something and then I'll like make a joke about like child labor or something <laughs> in conversation. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah. oh my gosh, do you like this new shirt? And they'll be like, wow, that detail is very fine. I'm sure the toddler that sewed it, like, really put their heart into N it. Nimble fingers. Nimble. People don't like that. They don't nimble like fingers. that at all. And it's not e that's not even that edgy. It's just, like, I mean, it's... in mixed company, people are just like, mm, I didn't come here for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why my comedy ended up getting sort of well-known in the way that it did in the beginning, especially, like, what because like i would do that like i i would do that to like big audiences and like of uh, and like make people cry like <laughs> <laughs> with my comedy <laughs> that's how it works it's what you're supposed to do and, and, and yes and, <laughs> and truly it wasn't my intention it just did is a thing that happened and like uh and i think <laughs> uh uh and like you know, because when I started out too, like there, I think it was post, so again, it was post Trump, not many native people doing comedy period. Like there was like this weird combination of like tokenization and like a need to like, like hear that shit that like kind of led to me being the comedy person now, which I think is so funny because like, it's, I don't know. I like comedy, but it's not my favorite. Like, I'd rather play music. <laughs> I'd rather be a musician. I would. It's easier. Yeah. <laughs> comedy is hard. You know? Yeah, that's like, true. It's all on you. And then, like, I'm not, like, a big, like, joke writer, like, set up punchline kind of thing. Like, I tell stories. And because of that, like every, the first, I'm always perfectly comfortable until like one minute before I get on stage. I'm like, you've written nothing. You have nothing. <laughs> You're about to go up there and you have, you have fucking nothing. <laughs> but with music, it's all, you've practiced it a hundred times and you know, you played it the same way a hundred times. And so it can just be done. Yeah, that's true. And you have, I feel like you have an instrument to sort yeah. of be behind. And other people, if you have a band. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And music is, uh, yeah. is very rarely as confrontational. Like, I feel like at some level, almost everybody's comedy is is confrontational, even if they're trying to be, like, jovial. Mm -hmm. 
And so like, you know, you always risk, like it's not normal in other, other types of entertainment for like an audience to like be ready to heckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. It, well it's interesting because like with music if people are talking through your set that's normal because it's just like mm-hmm. they can enjoy it as well right. but it, with comedy if they're talking through your set like they nobody likes the, just to hear the human voice no just talk <laughs> no and then as a comedian like you kind of have to address it yeah <laughs> like, yeah like it's like you're stuck also not a lot of comedians have good voices <laughs> yeah most don't most don't. comedian I, even like uh if someone gets on stage and they're really hot and they're actually funny their voice is about to be terrible <laughs> <laughs> uh i feel like uh i was lucky that i was born with matthew broderick's voice from uh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god that's yeah. right that's so yeah. good i don't know why i sound like ferris bueller but i do it's very um, soothing it's very oh, smooth thank you. I, I hate it i can't stand hearing it it drives me nuts <laughs> it drives me fucking crazy i don't I, I would be um suspicious of someone who enjoyed their own voice yeah i wonder if like does morgan freeman like his voice probably not he's probably like it sounds like god it's dumb <laughs> <laughs> He's I like, I God. can't say anything. God. I hate God. <laughs> I hate God. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's a God. Satanist, actually. I don't tight. know if you know that. Tight, 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 tight. <laughs> I'm into it because, like, fuck God, yo. <laughs> True. Like, I don't know if you're a believer of the of of the God, but uh, I'm not. I I didn't go to church or anything, but I did grow up in Indiana, so oh. I know about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really know if if I believe anything in particular or, or nothing, I just don't think about it. But if God does exist, I truly need to know because everything I've learned from like video games and Greek mythology tells me that I can kill that God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so I will spend the rest of my life like climbing Mount Olympus to murder that son of a bitch. (laughs) So besides killing God, what are you, uh, what are you working on now? Uh, So yeah, I started this, the the right when like uh the pandemic started really like affecting everybody's gigs and shit i started this thing called co-video tv which is right it's a talk show i saw the first episode and you had people in your house yeah that was because at that point it was like how you like they were recommending like 10 or less people Mm -hmm. i remember that and so but yeah right seemed like so long ago (laughs) um Eight Truly. years ago, yes, I remember. <laughs> yes, in the before times. <laughs> uh, and and so the first two episodes, we had people actually in the house. And so like my whole thing was like, uh, I just was like, I, I, like, I could just host like a talk show where like we have like, com- like get my different gig friends, like people that depend on gigs, so, like comedians, musicians, and then like uh, uh, food people, like food, you know, the food people, the food people, those, those food people, the not foodies, but, uh, no, like, you know, like restaurant workers and shit, like, and just like get them to come on and, and then people can demo in and I can help pay them, you know, it's not a lot, but it's like something, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we did two of those, but then now, and we're still doing them, but like, it's all live streamed, which God damn it. If live streaming isn't fucking annoying, <laughs> <laughs> like, technology is maybe the best thing ever and also the worst mm-hmm. like uh, just like every little problem is like how do i i don't even know what is happening why is this going wrong <laughs> and, 
But besides Covideo TV, I'm gonna start a I'm gonna start a podcast. Uh, I'm gonna start a podcast called Every Native Episode, where I watch the native episodes of all your favorite TV shows. Um, <laughs> Cause like yes. from from like everything from like Seinfeld and Friends to like Star Trek, which is set in the future, yeah. <laughs> in space. <laughs> they still have Native American, not just indigenous, Native American episodes. <laughs> and so I'm going to watch all those and, and then be like, and just talk shit about them, I guess. I don't know. I like this idea a lot. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. When is that coming out? Are you? I'm, uh, I'm starting to pick episodes and get guests right now. Yeah. Um, so I, who knows? Yes. I don't know. That'll, all the comedy stuff will be on, on, on probably like my Instagram or something, so. Okay. Well, but, I'll share that with people, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Why not? Who cares? <laughs> this is it's just, it's just fun to talk. Oh my I'm God. so alone over here. It's so good to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was it. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcasting service you use so you don't miss the next episode. I'm going to update every Wednesday. Uh, follow me on social media at Downhill Pod. Or if you want to email me, maybe you have comments, maybe you want to be on the podcast, send an email to alldownhillpodcast at gmail.com. Rate the podcast, review it, let me know what you think. This will all be in the show notes, but make sure to follow Howie on Instagram at Howie Echo Hawk to get all the updates on what they're doing, the projects that they're making. Um, Yeah, that's it. Love you. Bye.